Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. Welcome to episode 309. This is Daniel Meisler, and we're starting off with security news. CISOs released capacity enhancement guides for improving mobile device security for both consumers and organizations. It's a collection of guidance for topics such as countering phishing, securing browsers, implementing strong auth, and other topics. France was about to buy Pegasus from NSO Group, but with the news that the group targeted French President Macron and now the U.S. ban on the NSO Group, the deal appears to be at risk. Apple is also suing the NSO Group, citing the use of the company's tool by oppressive regimes to spy on innocent victims. In related news, Israel just announced that they're banning the export of hacking and surveillance tools to 65 new countries. This supposedly brings the allow list down to only 37 countries. Ross Bevington, a security researcher at Microsoft, says he looked at 25 million SSH brute force attacks across Microsoft's sensor network and found that 77% of attempts were between one and seven characters, and guesses over 10 characters were seen in only 6% of cases. So it looks like if you have a really long password, People might not even try it in this particular type of attack. Makes total sense. The attacker only has so much time to spend, right? Apple is going to start notifying users if they've been targeted by state-sponsored actors. Targeted users will get a notification in their Apple ID account as well as an email and a text. Palo Alto's Unit 42 used a honeypot of 320 systems to detect attacks against internet-facing misconfigurations in daemons like SSH, RDP, and Postgres. They said 80% of the systems were compromised within a week, but some were hit within just minutes. David Schutz was awarded $10,000 by Google for finding vulnerabilities in Google Cloud Platform. Ukraine is pushing to upgrade its Navy due to increased concern around Russian aggression. GoDaddy reported an incident due to a flaw in a managed WordPress installation. A new piece of malware called Tardigrade is targeting biomanufacturing facilities. vSphere Web Client has a vulnerability rated at 7.5 on the CVSS scale. And the Insulate Omnipod Insulin Management System has a vulnerability that allows for a replay attack that can inject insulin or turn off the system or basically break the whole device. Shield IoT raised $7.4 million to do IoT security, and Resilience raises $80 million in their Series C to do cyber insurance. Technology news, Samsung is building a $17 billion chip factory in Texas, meaning more of the world's chips will be made in America, and America will have less reliance on chips coming from outside of the country. Android users are evidently about to have a better text reactions experience when talking with iPhone users. Previously, reactions would come in out of order, generally looking wonky. 
and there's an update rolling out now that will make them behave more like native Android reactions. Tile is being acquired by Life360, a location tracking company. And HP reported $17 billion in revenue, up 9% over last year. Human news. Scientists are rushing to figure out how much current vaccines defend against COVID's new Omicron variant. Meanwhile, Moderna says they could have an updated vaccine for Omicron early in 2022. South Africa is complaining that they did the right thing by alerting the world to Omicron, but that they're now being punished for it. I think this is a fair point. This is a good way to encourage countries to stay quiet in the future, so they're not the one listed as, air quotes, the source. California wants to delay the teaching of algebra until ninth grade across the entire state. A lot of people are upset about this, including me. Progressives need to learn that you can't reduce the gap between the top and the bottom by lowering the bottom. Students with education-focused parents, largely immigrants, will still learn advanced math early, and they'll still get into the best schools, and they'll still get the best jobs. This kind of policy just pulls everyone else further behind them. If you're waiting for a true sign of inflation, most items at the Dollar Tree will now cost $1.25. Content ideas and analysis. The unsupervised learning daily routine. I finally completed my daily routine write-up for the UL community. It's not just the steps that I included there, but also annotations for why I included each item and the research behind each item. So I've got links that go out to the actual podcast or the paper or the book where the science comes from. And uh, I like that approach because not only does it remind me why I included a particular step, because I've read so many books and it's like, there are lots of competing visions for how you should do exercise or diet or whatever. So I have the links right there to remind me, okay, this step comes from Huberman or from Walker or whoever. And the other advantage there is if you're new to me or to the methodology, it doesn't look like just a bunch of arbitrary steps. You can actually see what system that the routine is using. So it's a living document that I'll continue to tweak, and we'll be able to track the changes over time in GitHub. Notes. So I've been an advisor for a startup called Opera Event for about five years, and my buddy Andrew, who works there, is heading out to Decentral Miami this week. They're a community-focused technology platform that helps communities, guilds, and DAOs take control of their user data, incentives, and currencies. So if you work at like OpenSea or any NFT, Web 3.0 focused companies, or you know somebody who does and is going, hit them up at andrew at operaevent.co. And you guys can get together over there. I'm somehow reading like seven books right now, and that is not bragging or anything. It's sloppy, and I need to clean it up. Basically, I need to push through these books or drop a few, honestly. And I just started Assassin's Apprentice, and I'm really enjoying the spin up on this thing. It feels like she's really world building really well. And I feel like I have a strong origin story that's brewing. So, pretty excited about this. This is my first fantasy series in a while. I think it's three books. UL had a great book club on Sunday, yesterday, and the book absolutely blew us away. It was way better than I thought it would be. The book was The Design of Everyday Things, and it's absolutely going on to my read frequently list, probably every two years. 
and I'm working on a tons of content for the site right now, some general and some for members. And the list includes a new mental models piece, which I'm really excited about. Probably one quarter of the way done with that one. Discovery. COVID deaths by vaccination status. A brilliant presentation of the data around this topic. And the spoiler is that in the U.S., people vaccinated with Moderna are around 14 times less likely to die of COVID than someone who's not vaccinated. And quick note here, this is before boosters, which will widen that gap quite a bit. Another meta-analysis of the impact of vitamin D on COVID infection has found that, quote, the limited currently available data suggests that sufficient vitamin D level in serum is associated with a significantly decreased risk of COVID-19 infection. Significantly decreased risk. And again, this does not mean, and this is what all the doctors are saying, this does not mean you want to have lots and lots of vitamin D. It means don't be deficient. So I want to keep emphasizing that. And there's lots of other reasons not to be deficient. So that's why I'm on about this. And The Verge recently reviewed the new generation three of the Aura Rig. I'm hopefully getting mine this week. And the big takeaway is positive with lots of features still coming. But the big downside for a lot of people is that it now requires a subscription. The Age of the Creative Minority by David Brooks. Bug Crowd is hiring a technical project manager. Great group over there as always. Casey's over there. Bunch of friends. Don't soften feedback. Harden your SSH config file. Practical security recommendations for startups with limited budgets. Madaris's favorite OSINT resources. CVE Trends, a wonderful way to monitor trending CVEs on Twitter, written by Simon J. Bell. SSH Audit, audit your client and server SSH configs by J. Testa. And Kraken a smart wordless generator by Shmulamar. Recommendations. So I've been studying physical and cognitive health for the last few years with a special focus on longevity and happiness. And after reading a couple dozen books on everything from diet, exercise, fitness, meditation, whatever, cold therapy, heat therapy, just all the things, there's one unified theme that stands out to me, and it just jumped at me over this last break, over this last weekend. And that is making your body uncomfortable. Think about that. The thing that running, lifting weights, ice baths, saunas, and fasting all have in common, and there's lots of other examples, the thing they all have in common is that they produce health and happiness by convincing the body that life is still difficult, i.e. that life is still happening that life is still happening. So my recommendation to you is to think about struggle as an umbrella concept for health and happiness. In short, make sure you are challenging your body in some way on a regular basis. And the aphorism for the week, find out who you are and do it on purpose. Find out who you are and do it on purpose. Dolly Parton. 